0: Hello there, this is Tim again at Arkham's Kids, and I got my hot little hand the player cards for Return to Carcosa. Now, for Return to Carcosa, you get a nice linen finished box uh, with a handful of cards. Cost you about 20, uh, $30 uh, retail. Uh, I will not be going over the encounter cards because I'll do a playthrough on that and see how that goes. But I will spoil the uh, player cards. So what I did here is I just sort them all out, and if there were any upgrades previously, we're going to do a little compare and contrast on the cards. So uh, we're going to start with Guardians first, and the first card that I saw is the only exclusive card. Everything else got upgrades, so they were either, you know, upgraded cards... Um, or even better cards and um, the on the uh, experience point scale, except for this one. And this one's called Eat Lead. Again, it's a Guardians card with uh, skill pips of Fighting and Evade. Uh, cost you one, uh, and it's an event tactic, fast. So when you activate the fight ability on a Fire Arm set, spend one additional ammo token from that asset when you reveal the chaos tokens for this attack reveal one additional chaos token choose one to resolve and ignore the other so this is almost like you know uh fanning your gun you know kind of cliche old west kind of style but uh i dig it um however i wouldn't do this for a cult 45 or anything like you it. only got like four ammo slots or if you use using anything like Roland special guns or joe diamonds uh you know nine elevens probably wouldn't do it uh, but I would do it for the very next card, so we have an upgraded version of the thirty two colt so the regular thirty two colt was normally would cost you three uh with one fighting pip and an asset it gives you six ammo it is a weapon firearm it takes one hand slot. You can spend an action to spend an ammo fight, and you deal one damage for this attack. The upgraded version, it costs you two XP's to put it out. It does have two fighting pips uh, for skills uh, to pitch. Uh, again, one hand as well. The biggest difference is it costs you one less, and as a react, you can spend a resource and return the 32 Colts to your hand. So, Eat Lead would be amazing for the 32 cult. so you can just... Band it out, not worry about it, spend a resource, bring it back, and then play a third thirty-two cold again with all your ammo right back again. I I like it. Um thirty-two, definitely. Um, this can fit in a lot. You know, immediately this would fit nicely with Mark Mark Harrington right off the rip. I mean, he doesn't have to worry about it. He doesn't really have to really push too much on the fighting aspect of it. Um with the E-Lead, if you really need that moment where you need to get that critical shot in to take it out, absolutely, you wouldn't have any regrets on it, the E-Lead card, uh, um, uh, honestly, even, well, I, it's kind of situational, I think, um, unless you have ammo to just throw around willy-nilly, um, Maybe with a Chicago typewriter or something like that. We have lots of ammo, or you have those other cards too that actually give you more ammo tokens to place on cards. So um, I I can see why this E Lab went right to the thirty-two cult, and and it's a good reason. So E Lab very situational. Thirty-two cult, absolutely. That's a nice card for what it does, especially if you're just a tank going all out shooting, bang bang. Good stuff. Alright, so next we're going to move... I'm going to change it up. I'm going to move to the Survivors. Survivors got two new assets. They got the uh, Lantern and the Gravedigger Shovel. Going to do the Gravedigger Shovel first. So the regular one was two resources. Gets the Fighting Pip uh, one-handed. As an action, you can fight get plus two to attack. And also as an action, you uh, can discard the shovel to discover one clue to your location. But the upgraded version... Is two XPs. Uh, the cost to put it out is one less now, so it's at one, which is really really cheap, which is really needed for survivors. Uh, two fighting skill pips. If you want to pitch it, uh, the biggest difference for this one is is everything else is the same, with the one exception of is uh, you can remove the Gravedigger shovel to gain two clues instead or two clues instead. So. Um, you know, with William Yorick, might not. But you know what, though, for this instance, uh, you, what you're paying for is you're reducing the cost by one for the card. And uh, if you really need that two clues uh, to to get it going, you know, if it's a very pivotal moment of the game, uh, yeah, I, 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 yeah, I mean, I can see it with you with York. I can see it most definitely. I don't think it's for everyone. But you know, if you're actually able to be like with William, you know, to dig out of the the uh, the grave or the discard. I always call it graveyard, man. It's back to the Magic game. Uh, back to the Magic Gathering. It's kind of throwing me off there. But yeah, if you can dig this out of your discard pile, sure. And it's cheap. It's just it just costs one, so it's not. It's a very toolboxy card. I, I dig it. So, haha, <laughs> joke, dig it. Next one is the lantern. So the old lantern is to uh, to put out again it's an asset uh it will give you a knowledge uh, skill pip if you pitch it uh you can investigate to get minus one shroud at the location or you can discard the lantern to deal one damage to an enemy at your location this does not provoke an attack of opportunity it's it it's good i mean in its own background way it can you know uh help you achieve that instant uh investigate you know with a minus one shroud so but uh, I, more often than not, if I had this card, I'd be using it to deal the one damage to an enemy at the location. that doesn't provoke an, act, an attack opportunity. But let's see what's the upgraded one. Again, this will cost you 2 XP to put up. Uh, the cost is reduced by 1 to 1. Uh, it's got two knowledge uh, skill pips. Um, the investigate portion is still the same. You get minus 1 shroud for the investigation. You can discard the lantern, and then you deal one damage to an enemy or location, or remove the lantern from the game to do two damage instead. This action does not provoke attacks of opportunity. Yeah, again, this would scream at William York, you know, if you really wanted to. And then again, it, it, it is a potential way of actually doing two points of damage. But bear in mind that you're removing it from the game uh, to do that two points of damage. But it's you're doing two right off the rip you know, and just pitching it, so, um, for survivors, it's kind of needed, and what seemed more important is you don't have to make a skill check for this, and it just, it just flat out does two points, and they can kill a lot of those two hit point monsters right off, so, um, yeah, I, I like it, I think it's okay, it's very playable, um, I wouldn't say it's necessary auto-include, but, uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, for more stuff for the survivors that they, they sorely need. And I you know, I kind of hover more towards the Lantern for that di- two direct damage instead. So, that's pretty good. I, I'm all right with it. We'll move on to... Let's go to Rogues. All right. So, the first card is Suggestion. The old Suggestion, which was a 4 XP spell for Rogues. It costs you 3 to put up. It gives you uh, one willpower, one evade. Uh, Put three charges on it. As an action, you can exhaust suggestion to evade and add your willpower value to your skill value for the rest of the invasion tub. If you do not succeed by these two, remove a charge. And then, as a react, when a non-elite enemy would attack you, spend one charge to cancel that attack. It's very, very expensive for the old one for what it does. Um, Honestly, you were not going to put this on Finn because his... his, uh Willpower is dreadfully low, um, and it, it's just unique too because I think this is like one of the first spells that that was exclusive to rogues. So kind of, I, I kind of dug it, you know, for the flavor. All right, so you're going to get a watered down version, which is the new one. Um, still costs the same. It's three uh, to put out, but you lose the evade skill pip. Uh, Still puts on three charges, but if Suggestion has no charges, you have to discard it. So as an action, you can exhaust Suggestion, evade, and then add your willpower value to it. Uh, It's the same thing as before. So the biggest thing, and I saw this on the Facebook post too for the Suggestion, and the person was right, that... um, you can still keep out the upgraded suggestion and still use the react ability. And when a non-elite enemy would attack you, spend one charge to cancel that attack. Um, what you're doing here, and I think it's coming down to the scheme of things here, for that portion alone, it's worth it. However, with the watered down version, yeah, it's okay, but you don't get that additional bonus. So... I'm thinking down the pipe. Now, Mystics, obviously, they have that option where they can put additional charges on cards. We might see a little bit of a splash that's coming in with the Dream Eater Cycle that, that you're going to be, you know, rogues are going to be able to, you know, put on charges. So, um, I still think there's going to be a use for this card. It's just waiting for those cards to come out to be for this to actually be useful. So... Uh, the Waterdown version is okay um, until you have to pitch it. So, um, I'm not a fan for either one at the moment, but I think these both of these cards will be better with Supplemental Support, which would more than likely be the Mystic Psyche, or both spells. Next one is Stealth. Um, the first Stealth that came out in the Carcosa packs, um, this was a uh, uh, two-resource asset, With one evade skill pip, it was a talent. As an action, you can exhaust stealth and then evade. Then the chosen enemy gets minus two evade for the evasion attempt. If you successfully evade the enemy, disengage with it, but do not exhaust it. Until the end of turn, that enemy does not engage with you. Uh, In solo, I like this card in solo. With multiplayer, maybe so. If everyone's hanging out with you, I mean, it's... uh, it, it, the monsters can move around i mean granted it doesn't engage with you personally but it can go to somebody else so uh stru- truly for stealth wise uh i love this card solo uh multiplayer uh you might get some looks from other people when you play this card and you just attach somebody and somebody else is at the location with you and, and it goes to somebody else so the upgraded card for this pack is uh Cost you 3x piece. Everything else is the same, but you do get an additional evade for the skills if you want to pitch it. So instead of an action, it's a react. So during your turn, exhaust, stealth, evade. The chosen enemy gets minus 2 evade for this invasion attempt. If you successfully evade with the enemy, disengage with it, and do not exhaust it until the end of your turn, that enemy does not engage with you. So instead of spending an action to exhaust it, this is just a react, which is way better way better so much better than the first part so yeah it's worth the three xps for this because it doesn't burn in action that is the biggest piece right there does not burn it and you can still move around so if i was playing a rogue solo and and they had a really good evade on it uh yes if you're not looking to do a lot of damage and you're looking just to move around the boards get clues get in get out this stealth is worth it absolutely worth it so i like it I like that one, too. So, so far, not really any bad cards. Uh, everything seemed to have a little bit of a purpose. So, I, I nothing like home run that looks like an auto clue, but so far, so good. So, we're going to go to the Mystics. We're going to go to Storm of Spirits. The old Storm of Spirits is three with the event. And of gives you a willpower and a fighting pit. And it, it is a spell. Fight. This attack uses willpower instead of fighting. If you succeed, instead of its standard damage, this attack deals 2 damage to each enemy at location. So um, I, it's kind of like a mini charge of a dynamite blast. It just obliterates everything uh, with 2 damage. It's a one-shot deal, though, so when you play it, it just it goes to your discard pile. If any one of the special symbol, uh, symbols are revealed, with the exception of the Elder Sign... Is revealed during this attack, deal 1 damage to each investigator at your location. Okay, so what's the difference? The new one is the same, except this one will cost you 3 XPs to put in your deck. You do get an additional fighting pip on your skill front. Uh, Fight, this attack, again, does willpower instead of fist, and you get plus 2 additional willpower for this attack. If you succeed, instead of the standard damage, this attack deals 3 damage. Alright, so this is the dynamite blast uh with benefits this is that's awesome you know there's a drawback of course there's a drawback all right so if you draw any special symbol other than the other sign uh deal two damage to each investigator at your location um yeah for mystics if you're getting overwhelmed or bum trucked with a lot of enemies yeah unleash it and just do damage It's just only at that location, but if you're getting overwhelmed, this this is the answer. Uh, Again, I don't think it's an auto-include, but it's another potential potent spell to actually do lots of damage, and it does three, so that's going to wipe out a good enemy two or three if they're all up on you. Next one is Alchemito Transmutation. The old one is a one uh, resource asset, uh, one willpower, uh, if you wanted to pitch it for skills, uh, gives you three charges. It is a spell. Action, exhaust, alchemical transmutation. And spend one charge. Test willpower one for each point you succeed by, gain a resource. If you draw any other special symbol other than the elder sign, uh, take a damage. All right. Uh, I thought this was better than the the other one was, which was I believe was forbidden knowledge that you were just going to take a whore every single time you use it. But the the bone, the, the added effect to that is you're just going to get that resource um uh, i like this one you know considering it's a cheaper willpower so you can pretty much put it with any mystic oh heck you can even put it with daisy but you know even with daisy you know they, they never have money with issues or any issues with money uh so the upgraded version is they reduce the cost by one so it's at zero so it's free to put out it costs you two xps to put in your deck it does have a knowledge uh, skill pip as well. This one has four charges and the test is reduced for willpower by one to zero. And again, it's the same thing too. So this one here, it, it's just cheap, um, would potentially give you lots of resources. And if you have some bag manipulation, I'm like looking at Father Mateo or something like that, um, to, to uh, you know not draw any of those special symbols uh, yeah, this would be good, oh, Jim Culver would rock this one, too, you know, because he can change the skulls, again, this will be depending on what campaign you're playing with, so, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, uh, another good bit, too, so, that was the last card for the set, my first impressions is, all in all, oh, wait, I take that back, no, 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 we got, we got the, uh, we got one more set. All right. So we got Logical Reasoning. We're going with the, the. Uh, why do I keep on forgetting their name? It baffles my mind. The Seekers. So Seeker Cards. All right. So Logical Reasoning is up. And I like Logical Reasoning because it's great for Joe Diamond uh, it is an insight card. This is the old one, and this came out also at Carcosa. Uh, two cost event, insight, two willpower to pitch. If you play it, you only have one clue, at least one clue on you. Then you choose Investigator at your location. That Investigator either heals two whore or discards a terror card from his or her threat area. The upgraded version is it'll cost you four XPs, still the same cost to put it out. It has one more additional willpower uh, for skill checks at three it eliminates the uh, you need at least one clue and for each clue you have up to a maximum of three heal either two whore from the investigator your location or discard a tarot card at your location okay so it didn't really eliminate the at least one clue but the more clues you have the better uh, Hmm. i mean it'd be good for you know joe diamond still um, but it just gives you that added bonus, you know, of healing two per uh, shot. So technically, you can heal up to six whore if you're really getting uh, run shot, or if you got any of those wonderful sorcery cards or the um, the cards that impede your your distance or your movement or makes you uh, do one. Uh, what's that set? It's not. Cre- it's not the chill set. I think it's the fears set. That fears set, man. That would be a good answer for that one. Any of those cards that attach to you. So the sorcery subset that would attach cards to you is a good one. Uh and also for the fears. So and I've actually used this from time to time. I mean, it does put you out. You just gotta make sure that tear card, it is a tear card. Because there's a couple that's like, man, I need to get rid of this, and I found it's not a tear card. It is something else completely. So uh, yeah, I like that one too, uh, with the potential of just healing six whore. That, that is awesome. Archaic Glyphs. All right, so this was one of the, uh, things that did come out of Carcosa as well. Uh, you would actually have untranslated Archaic Glyphs, and once you do so, you can get particular cards for your set, uh, for your deck that are spells, and there's a, there was two of them. So, uh... The first one was Guiding Stones. Uh, gives you three charges. Costs you two to put out. And you can spend a charge to investigate and for every two points you succeed by getting additional clue. I don't think that was very critical for Seekers. They didn't need that one because they, they can get clues on their own. Especially with like if you're playing Rex, not even really needed. Um, the second one was Prophecy Foretold. You, again, three charges. Um, after you uh, translate and... Decipher the glyphs, um, you can spend an action, spend one charge, investigate. If you succeed, you may automatically evade and, and engage an enemy. This does not provoke attacks of opportunity. The, oh, but that one was okay, too. I mean, uh, just to evade and get for the potential to investigate for clues uh, was good. So, I mean, it's just a way out. Especially if you're playing solo, this was definitely needed if you didn't have an answer right off the rip to uh, deal with those enemies and still need to get those clues to push on. But the new one is the Markings of Isis. And again, everything else is the same. Um, cost you three XP's to put it in. Uh, one knowledge, one fight got three charges on there. Spend a charge to investigate. If you succeed, you may put an asset with a printed cost of X or lower into play from your hand, where X is the amount you succeed by. Not a fan of this card either, Uh, only because when you're playing with Seekers anyways, they always have money. Every time I play Seeker, there's always a hand wad full of cash that they had no problem. Now, the the flip side is, yeah, you can investigate, still get that clue, and then put out you know an asset that's already in your hand but I don't know if that's needed I still think the, probably the best one would be to investigate and and evade an engaged enemy out of the three so uh I'm not hundred percent sold on that if you' are playing a seager that that's like money hungry or if you're playing you know the taboo list and you can't you're not, you're kind of acknowledging Christopher uh milan Christopher um as your money grab. And it needs to take a while. I would probably just get your spend your XPs just to get Milan Christopher and save up for that instead. So um, I think out of the bunch seekers with that one card, uh, it's okay. I mean the the glyphs are okay in, in general for the whole set. it... None of them was like potentially wowing me that you need to put in you know, an include. But none of them says like, oh, this, this, this card is hot garbage. Why am I putting that out? Blah. I think they all have a purpose uh, for depending on what you're going to build. I think they're all solid cards, um, solid staples. It really just depends. Uh, it's very cliche as it sounds like uh, it depends on what you, how you're going to build. Uh, that, that's what it comes up to it. So all, I see all of them have value and all of them, they can be played. But, you know, in general, um, my thoughts for if you're just going for the player card route Carcosa and you need to put pl- uh, more cards, uh, it's okay. I mean, it- it's all right. Um, and this is just bearing in mind that I have not played the Return of the Carcosa, you know, yet. I haven't ran a campaign yet. Um if you're looking to get into it first, I would still make sure you have enough for your core sets first and then go for the expansions and then, uh, go for the return to series at the end. So, um, this is not like a must deal for like newbies to, to come out and grab this. So yeah, just like I said, go for the core sets, then the expand, the deluxe expansions fill in, you know, if you're going through the campaign and then go to the return sets as needed. Um, but uh, if you have Carcosa and you're looking to dive into it, yeah. You, you, I don't even know why you're even listening to this. You probably already got it. and You're already working on it, and you're going to be playing Returner Carcosa. So, yeah, that's my thoughts, early impressions on there. I'm going to play out with these cards and see how it does. I'm probably going to look at William York again because of all the uh, cool little tools Survivor's got. Uh, all right, well, if you like what you hear uh, or don't hear, give me a shout at. Uh, Arkham's kids at gmail dot com. Thanks for listening, guys. I'll chat with you later.